and then I timed the, the, the closing mechanism so that roughly when the person who opened the door got around the corner the, the weight would drop onto the camera and take a Polaroid picture oh. Polaroid picture would eventually fall into a bucket underneath Hello, I'm Dave I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together I need to get better Please make me better I want to get better 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 acquainted with you So today we're getting better acquainted with Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, Dave. <laughs> and I, I should explain, we're, we're at your house, we're in the back garden, and uh, there are toddlers abroad yeah. in, the, in these parts, and uh, so there, there may just be the sound of toddlers, hopefully not crying all the time. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we, you do never it's, know. It's a Tuesday, so... Right. <laughs> the first question that I ask everybody is how do you know me? Jed Matthews and Matt Hill and Richard Kingdom, I think. That's, yeah. that's, that's my link to the Lancaster lot. lot. You know, yeah. the people that sort of descended upon London. That's right. So like, you basically, you're friends with all of my university friends. Yeah. Through Jed. Yeah. Who's been on the show before. You can listen back to his episode. I quite like that episode, in a way. You said you started listening to it, but you didn't finish it. But it's kind of like a... It was a little bit of a bonding thing, I think, for me and Jed, that, that, that journey okay. away. Okay, Because we have had, of times, slight friction between us, uh, based around maybe my assumptions that because, like, at uni, I just thought he's good-looking and, like, successful with women, right? So <laughs> straight away, I'm not into that. But you, you're school friends with him, yeah, right? Yeah, Jared's my oldest. Yeah, best friends, I guess. Yeah, and he's Jared to me as well. Is he? He's not Jed. I, I, I knew him before his... Uh for his rebrand so he rebrand yeah. did he rebrand when he went to uni I think it was yeah <laughs> or at least I realised that when I started meeting people from university from his university right. when they came down to London I mentioned him or referred to him as Jared and they sort of laughed yeah and you lived with him and a lot of other people I know yeah. uh, in London for yeah. quite a few years and yeah. that's kind of how I guess uh, we met. I can't remember when we first actually met. I can't remember either. You're one of these people who I don't see very often, but I always like you when I yeah, see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very, um, I find you a very uh, personable person, oh, I guess, is the, the word for it. And I guess I always like this sort of slightly healthy, what I consider healthy kind of uh, mockery of Jed, uh, <laughs> which, you know, which comes from being old friends with someone, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I'm that way about my oldest friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots too. of people can rally, rally behind that. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the second question that I ask everybody yeah. is, what do you do now? What do I do now? I am working as a freelance photographer and, and going more into video, videographer as well these days. Yeah. That's, that's the way the, the world is going. Well, I think when I first met you, you were doing photography. How did you get into, into that? I studied fine art at the Byam Shaw School of Art in, uh, in Archway, North London. And when I graduated... Having, having studied fine art, I realised soon afterwards that uh, I had no sort of... I wasn't, I wasn't equipped to join the real world and get a job and, you know, start creating things and, and, you know, carry on doing what I was doing previously. So I had to get a job. And I went in, into a commercial photography environment. I worked at a studio 
in North London. That's which right. Is you, cell destroying. Yeah, you had like an inf- infinity tunnel or whatever there was in that studio. Yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like the idea of the, the, I like the sound of the word infinity tunnel. It's like uh, infinity be, wall. Oh, infinity, yeah. right, infinity yeah, yeah, wall. Yeah. That sounds excellent. Yeah. But the reality is, it's just a white wall or something. No, it? but it, it, they're really interesting because they do when you when you first go in there, if it's evenly lit, you know, if, if it's be it daylight or uh, artificial lighting, and, and it's it's lit in such a way that you just you can't see the, the curves. Right. Yeah, you because know, some of them are just one side of it, some of them are two sides of a room. Okay. So it could, you, you know, you don't really know where the wall, where the walls end, and it kind of, your eyes are sort of having problems focusing because they've got nothing to focus on. And wow. It's kind of like the Matrix where that bit where they yeah. can choose all the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, weapons yeah. and the one referring to the matrix no well it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a reference point yeah. people will get yeah. right yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah I mean they've, I guess they've used an infinity wall for that if they didn't use CGI probably use CGI probably, probably a, bit of a bit of both maybe yeah, yeah. and so but, that was um, like commercial photography yeah, it's fashion it was, it was high end fashion <laughs> photography which is kind of I went from fine art where where I, I spent three years involved with photography, pretty much. In the end, it was going towards photography, but I was involved with the cameras and building cameras and building systems to create images and spending all of the the, the time and, and, and concentrating on how to make images without bothering about what the images would be, really. You know, right. it, well, in part. So the idea was that it was the process. It was all process so you're a process artist yeah 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 yeah. and then to go from that into commercial photography of of any of any kind be it fashion or or portraiture or editorial or whatever it's all about the image obviously and the visuals and the product and the aesthetics yeah yeah Yeah, so it's kind of like it it took quite a while to sort of get my head around that you know yeah it's very very difficult yeah and 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 something I was I realised I was happy not to be involved with in my degree you know I kind of liked the fact that everyone else was bothered about you know, Final creating thing. beautiful things, right. but, but, but under the guise of you know high art or meaty, erudite art, but it was actually just pretty pictures. And I kind of liked, oh, this is what I thought back then. You know, I thought I'd just completely avoid imagery of all, all types, you know, just play with cameras. That'll be something better, you know. I think that's kind of what, it's what was so, I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I find that people who work in the arts, whatever branch, like seem to sort of fall roughly into sort of people who are more interested in product and more of people who are more interested in process. There's a lot of musicians that I've worked with who are like really into rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing and working on the stuff. Yeah. But then, you know, when's the gig going to happen? I'm, I'm a product guy, right? So I'm right. like, when's the final? When's, when are we going to do the gig? Yeah. When are we going to like show this thing that we're working on to the world? And then, yeah, maybe it'll be rubbish and then we'll make a better one next time. That's mm-hmm. kind of my, I'm sort of like a, improvement through failure rather than improve 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 forever and yeah. when there's no payoff for me it's interesting that you're like in that process, process area, area but yeah. then you've ended up sort of having to slightly renounce that almost yeah would you say yeah no definitely because because i haven't done anything no i haven't done anything that, that, that was sort of related to my degree since <laughs> graduating i got the first by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna just go out there that's nice. one of the things i should have put on your on your sheet that I, one of the subjects i want to talk about the you got that first because nice obviously as everyone else who has a degree in in in, in this world will know you, you don't ever no one ever asks you what degree you got no you know so may as well Sure, that's true. That. That's true. Nobody does ask you that. <laughs> no, which no one I, cares. No. Well, I'm glad about yeah. that because I got two one. So. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. 
but no, T one's yeah, there's nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with T1. Well, there's nothing wrong with any degree qualification, but then from my point of view, I not to I don't really believe in the in the value value of the of the system like of assessment because I think that some people are much better than the grades yeah. say, and some people are much worse than the grades say. I'm not saying you're one of those people. No, I mean, I mean, I think <laughs> I think it's I, I personally, I'm 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 not a very learned person. I don't think you know. I, I mean, I I I. I I value sort of vocational stuff right. nowadays. I really, I do believe in that. I mean, for, for one of my clients that I've been working for recently, which is an art school, they seem to be getting more concerned with. I think I think this is a new thing. They're 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 dealing with the idea that students, when they graduate, need some knowledge about what happens next. Right. Which they haven't made the the, the leap to make it part of the course. But they're now beginning to include this as, a, as a, something that the students and recent graduates can can get involved with, or that they have access to right. help in that respect, which is something that I always thought was lacking in my degree. I'd agree with that, yeah. like in, in my degree too, and in school, I think, like right. a, a little idea of what the actual world is going to be mm. like would be pretty handy because you get like a lot of people churned out at the end of university. Yeah. You know, they've gone through the through the accepted middle class or aspirational route. To get to get yeah. to, to to be a functional member of society, they they pop out the other side and they have no idea yeah. how to be a functional yeah. member now, of society. Now, now go and get a job in a call centre. Yeah, you know. knowing about it doesn't mean you have to do it. It's good to know. It's yeah. good to have the the knowledge. You approached your art degree kind of vocationally, I guess, or um, at least sort of like focusing not on art but on the process of creating. Images. I don't know if that was a conscious decision. I think it was. It, there was there was a few different reasons. One of them was that digital photography back in 2001 2002 was um in its infancy you could say yeah you know no, no sure. one had a digital camera i don't have a digital camera right. until like 2008 or something i think yeah my not my nokia 6230i <laughs> doesn't count i don't think what was i saying yeah no uh, access to the resources you know to, to to digital media was was very limited in our in our college the bottom shore which is tiny tiny little art school it used to be like a private art school but wasn't when i went to it so i kind of went away for, for that reason people were booking in day one day or half a day in, in an edit suite or in you know on a computer there's, there's like a handful of computers in the whole co- college it was that was one of the reasons and and then the aesthetic reason you know people being concerned about making beautiful things but but pretending that they weren't beautiful that they were actually you know lofty ideas and stuff so see so you're not against the idea of making beautiful things you're just kind of like a little bit skeptical of this of justifying it by saying it's yeah i, I fa- yeah i think that was it is about justifying it. I, I i kind of personally could justify it more if if you know if it wasn't beautiful in a way or if there was another idea if the, if the, if the aesthetics didn't come into it if the aesthetics were completely discarded in, in my um, in your sort of in process case. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I still, I still like the stuff I did. I mean, I still think I think it's interesting, and yeah, I, th- I think it still has it's still valid the stuff I I, I did. Yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, did you make products then in the end in your degree? Or I mean, you must have had to have moments where you had to create a, an image. That, yeah, in, in terms of images, but my my final degree show, for instance, had no. I know it did have pictures. Sorry, no, it did. It was um, you, you would you would walk into the space and that would. Activate. It was very Heath Robinson. All the stuff I did, oh, right, okay. um, taking apart some dis- some single-use disposable cameras and, and hooked up all the flashes from them to um, like a, an AC adapter 
so they could be powered from the mains right. with lots of bare wiring. It's quite dangerous. And there were lots of little metal strips that would connect when you opened the door and it would flash these little disposable camera flashes in your face. And that would also, at the same time, lift the pulley above a um, Polaroid camera. A weight would, would be lifted up when the door was opened. And then I timed the, the, the closing mechanism so that roughly when the person who opened the door got around the corner, the, the weight would drop onto the camera and take a Polaroid picture. Oh, wow. And the Polaroid picture would eventually fall into a bucket underneath. Wow. And that was kind of... That was, that, was, that was it. So there was a picture, but it kind of... It rarely involved photographs, my, my work. That's really, that's really cool. I can see why you ended up like connecting with, with Richard Kingdom, uh, our <laughs> yeah, mutual friend, because yeah, exactly. his, his, sort of approach, his approach to theatre is similar to that. His shows are a little bit like, well, were when he used to make them, mm. a little bit like Heath, Heath Robinson uh, yes, yeah. machines. Yeah. Since then, though, you've, I've seen your, your photographic artwork, and it's really good. You're, you're very good at constructing an image. I mean, did you have to learn that after your degree, or did you have at least that? that no, I, 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 I mean, well, every, every, it seems that like every photographer's website that you go on, and it's the about section, it says, you know, such and such a person first used the camera when they were seven years old or something right. like that. And, and I think that's the same with everyone in the world, isn't it? Right, you know? most people use yeah. a camera when they're yeah. seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but, um, that's pretty true. Yeah, so I... Had been taking pictures, I suppose, yeah, beforehand. But to create a sort of a commercially viable product, yeah, yeah, I think I had to had to work at that definitely, yeah, yeah. So through assisting photographers and working in the place where I was working and experience after the degree, yes, yeah. And then does it mean sort of like you do various different kinds of work? I guess you get commissioned for various different kinds of mm-hmm. photographic jobs but I guess you're always the observer uh, to a certain extent if you're behind a camera yeah. in those events, which I mean, is nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is why I'm I, in in what we're doing now. I'm kind of um, nodding quite a bit because I'm sort of training myself for um, when I'm doing the video element of my right. work. When I'm interviewing people, I know I'm being interviewed now, but when I do the interviewing, yeah. I'm sort of doing a lot of the. It's really nodding, useful, to, you know, to cut to cut myself out. Yeah, I think it's really useful if you're someone who's going to be interviewing or does interviews to to be interviewed yourself. <laughs> I certainly have found it useful when other people have done it to me. It's yeah. like it taught me a lot. So you're moving into the video area, the video world. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it is that that sort of is coming in to to photography because of you know the, you can do the, it all on the same place. Exactly, it's the right. same. It's the same stuff. So I mean, the, the thing is, the funny thing is that the the, the the work is not at all the same you know it's a completely different kettle of fish you know right because there's editing and all of those yeah, stuff that yeah, you don't yeah. really do when and you're... just just approaching it you know how are you going to get the, the 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 those shots you know whereas you know you can get a moment a still photographic image you know it's just one moment that isn't repeated you know you have to try and capture that again and again and again yeah uh, on video so that you get the right one right you know so it's kind of it's very it's just it's just a bit well yeah when you're taking yeah when you're taking pictures i guess you can sort of like move all around every direction just randomly snapping and then you can look at what you've got later and you could there's lots of different approaches but with yeah with video uh yeah you have to sort of like have a fixed point you have to definitely work out that yeah that's the Mm. best place to shoot from for this yeah what's the light like is are we going to have the same light in a minute yeah exactly yeah light Yeah. yeah yeah lighting is uh it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, I mean, you grew up with Jed, and that was in Blackpool, right? Yes. Yeah. 
What do you? What? How do you feel about Blackpool? How do I feel about Blackpool? Yeah. Um, I've used Blackpool in my work and some of my personal projects, which I think is, I think it's a great resource for me to have lived there and worked there and stuff mm. and worked in the tourist industry, which is obviously what Blackpool's. Did you, know, you did you work at the no. Pleasure Beach? Like no, I, I used to drive horse-drawn carriages on the uh, on the promenade. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I can I imagine have, you I, doing I, that. I, actually, I have a hackney carriage driver's license. Wow. Yeah, I had to take a driving test. Well, how old were you when you did that? Uh, it was it so it was like nineteen twenty, yeah, or eighteen nineteen twenty. I did like two or three summers working seven days a week for you know for the whole of the the summer holiday. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun, particularly when. As it was only on a you know fifty percent commission, so half of what I earned, I kept. Okay. So um, when I only earned ten pounds in a day, you only I, got five. I only got fiver. Yeah. So I'd be out there for the whole day, in the rain, in the cold, with horse. He's also in the rain and the cold. You know, the horse is allowed to stay out for seven hours, so I was going to be out for seven hours regardless. And, and you come home with just five pounds in your pocket, and you, wow. you think of horse piss and sweat. Did you have to like look after the horse and stuff, or was that just like? Yeah, no, no definitely, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sort of like, I mean, that's great. Like to me, I like horses a lot. So I mean, mm. I guess you, did, you, did you enjoy the horse element of that? Um, or did it was it mostly annoying? It was it was work. <laughs> By the end of it, it was work. You know, right? Um, and yeah, Nancy, day one, you sit on the horse and imagine you're a knight. And then the, the rest of the time, it's like yeah, no, there, there was no, there's no like. Um, romance I mean it's kind of it's it's a job you know mm. yeah and there's some characters that you work with and it's not it's not like um, yeah the darling buds of May or something well, the pleasure beach is slightly anti-romance in it's kind of uh, ambience which I like about it I like the yeah. kind of uh, I don't know it's, it's, it's kind of like a relic like Blackpool in some ways and that's probably oh, yeah. a patronising thing to say about the place that you grew up in um, I mean I used to go to Blackpool yeah a lot, it's not so though I is like it really because I mean, it's still trading on its, on its past isn't it right, in a way. right. From, from one aspect but also it's yeah. you know the, the fact that they, they still try and tout it as being a family right. destination right. a place for family holidays but it's clearly not anymore it's just I think it's I think more it's still, kind of casino-y no that was that, was, that's that nearly now. happened yeah that, like, they wanted that to happen I think the, then Whilst they, whilst they were trying to reinvent it as a casino destination, okay. I think it was then it was still stag and hen weekends. I right. think that's still going on because they kept trying to rebrand it as the Las Vegas of the North, yes. didn't they? Yeah, but they couldn't change the law. So right, they wanted to, to have it so that you didn't have to be. I think nowadays to, to go to a casino, you need to become a member and you need to have joined like twenty four hours in advance or something. So that doesn't work. You can't have passing trade right. coming into a casino basically. Okay, yeah. So but without that, it wasn't going to happen, and it didn't. But there is still that kind of feel. Like, what I do like about it is, I mean, maybe it's completely theatrical and constructed, mm-hmm. but uh, but it, there is definitely that kind of feel of like 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 of stepping into a sort of sort of past sort of way of way of, like a part like the kind of carnival element of it. It's right. like it's not. It's seedy in the best possible use of the word. I um, I, I find in coming the best in. possible use. Yeah, of the yeah, word. yeah. I like it. I guess I like the kind of outdated picture postcard kind of ice cream all the cliches that are going to make you grow slightly coming in it's all played up on right by the community there because that's how you make your money well not but yeah it's enforced by you know the the idea is is sold to you not not, you know willingly by the um, by the locals I don't think no because obviously there's a a... a, yeah so how do you feel about tourists oh 
yeah, I hate tourists. Yeah, I hate being a tourist. Yeah, I, because of living in Blackburn, right. I, I, I despise, despise, despise. I think I think I despise. It, yeah, I, I'm really very conscious of when I'm a tourist, and because I know how the locals must think of me, because that's how I think of people when I was, oh, that's how I thought of people when I was in Blackpool. You know, just like you, they're just the worst people. You know, right. they they just they don't appreciate where they are. They don't. You know, but, but it's your home, and they just literally treat it like a toilet. Leaving my house and find people urinating in my garden. Right, of yeah. course. I mean, that, yeah. that's that's definitely got to be a big part of it. For like you say, that people use it for for stag and hen yeah. kind of places. I yeah. mean, yeah, and people don't treat it very well. No, as a, no. As, a, as a town. No, but then that's it's it's catered for those people. You know, the people who are running the bars, running the strip clubs, and making it. A place for that type of visitor. Those are the people who are allowing yeah. it to happen. But I mean, know. if you remove tourism from Blackpool, then you're yeah. also a bit stuck, aren't yeah. you? Because that's the main industry now. Yeah. No. Well, I think it's, it's always been the main industry. Right. It's that. That's it. I mean, it has. But I think for, for Blackpool, it kind of has to work out what you know. Well, if if they want an alternative. Uh, then they have to work out what it is. You know? and, and you sort of lived there for 20, 20 years or so? Uh, from when I was seven oh, okay. until I went to London. So from 1989 to 2001. Right. Yeah. Where, did, where were you before you were seven then? Uh, I was in America. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, grew up on Long Island. So right. just, just outside of New York. Or, yeah. Great in New York area. So, yeah. you, are your parents American? Or? No, no. My dad's from Stockport, and my mum is from Blackpool. Right. Yeah. But they both originally worked for Aer Lingus, and then um, moved over to, to Boston originally, working at Boston Airport, and then at JFK Airport. Yeah. So you grew up in in America. Yes, it's New York, so it's kind oh, of right, it's, okay. it, you know heat and cold. You know, it's like it, it's very hot in the summer yeah. and like. You know, six feet high of snow in the, in the right. In the perfect winter. for all those Christmas movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We had like hurricanes as well, and yeah, everything. So know. first seven years of your life in New York, uh, on Long Island, yeah. Or, so well, not, yeah, not yeah. Manhattan. You know, it's kind of suburban. It's like very classic American suburban life. You so, know? so white like, picket fences, right? Like Blue Velvet. <laughs> I've not seen it. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah. White picket fences is the is the reference. Yeah. Um, like like the dream home in Little Shop of Horrors. You've not seen that. Either? Wow. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm... But yeah, classic American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, what was that like? Kind of going from from that to to Blackpool, and yeah. Oh, it was. Um, it's, it must have been. Interesting. It was. Well, no, I mean, I, I liked Blackpool because we yeah. always visited Blackpool. Because my, I mean, my mum went back to hello, little boy, little child, just just walked to go on. Um, yeah, but to. It's your little boy. It's not it's just my a little random. Boy. Yeah, no, it's my son. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we would always visit my gran in Blackpool, so I knew Blackpool. But then we went to live with her when my parents uh, split up. So my dad stayed in America, ah, right, and okay. then we came back to the UK. So, so okay, so it was a move. Like, I moved, yeah. I, so it was a move that was like based around the separation as well of, of your parents. I kind of had a, a move like that at one point. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So there was there was emotion. It's not just the fact that we were moving places. It was obviously yeah. the emotional um, right. you know, baggage of that. Oh, hold on, little man. 
a buggy is just being decoupled from a plant from a clematis. Yeah. There you go. But living in wow. Yeah, that'll be nice. Living in uh, living in America for those seven years. So you enjoy? Did you, did you enjoy that kind of? Thing? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I mean. Oh, I, I, mean, I had a happy childhood. You know, it was nice going to America and being considered the English boy. Right. You know, although I've heard recordings of my voice when I was over there and I had a distinct American accent. Yeah, you would. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So and when did... I came to the UK, I was the American kid. You know? Right. So it's kind of a bit confusing. Right. You know, you, I you had that because of... we kept moving between uh, England and Wales. Ah, So okay. I would be the English boy right. in Wales and then the Welsh... Well... The English weren't as good at, as the Welsh at uh, diagnosing accents, so uh, they would sort of like go Irish, Scottish. Right, they yeah. wouldn't, they yeah. wouldn't have any idea of whether it was Welsh or not. Yeah. But still, the, the odd person out. Managed uh, to. It's yeah. one of three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, what was it like being the American boy in Blackpool? Did that, um, did that work for you? I, I don't know. It was, you know, it was, it was kind of unhappy, wasn't it? The family just, right? The parents just split. So, um, it wasn't really. It wasn't. You weren't paying attention what, 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 to whether you had put, right. no, no, yeah, right at the beginning it was difficult, I think. Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah, fair but enough. then I'm I'm the youngest of, of five kids. Wow. Yeah. So I had my the, the twins, my two brothers, in in school with me. So you know, we we were at least we were sort of together in this similar situation. Wow, five yeah. kids. Yeah. I've got yeah. There's. Yeah, there's five of I've got I've, there's five siblings in my family. Yeah, but it's complicated because like I was saying to you off mic earlier on, because there's some halves and some different different parents mm. and stuff. Are they all all five from the same parents? Oh, all five. I have a, a, a stepsister as well. Wow, in Jamaica. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Yeah, and you were the youngest. I was the youngest. Still am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So um, I think at that time it was good to have you know a bit of safety numbers and stuff. Right. But generally, it was you know families breaking up. But then also you know that was when I met Jed Matthews and um, it's I think it, I think it's similar time his parents had split up. I don't know. I think it was. So maybe maybe that was kind of one of the reasons that we became you know good yeah. friends, both sort of similar similar. Situations and whatnot, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could, that could be. Yeah. In the last like few years, let's say, you've sort of gone from being, you know, a a person who doesn't have children to a person who does have children. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, youngest of five, first to have a child. Wow. Which is good. I'm, you, I'm so quite happy. Oh uh, yeah, I was the first. Finally, the first that did something. <laughs> you know, I did, did something first. Like this something I've achieved. You know. Yeah. And. um it's great, yeah. Um, just got married last year, but I have a two-year-old son who's a half-German little little guy. <laughs> um, we we used to live in Germany. He used to live in Dresden, and then and then in Frankfurt. Um, what, what, yeah, what were you doing photography out there? No, I was learning German. I think because having having worked at the uh, at the studio in London and um, wanting to get some sort of commercial photographic experience an idea about you know where to go next in, in my career and what my career would be I, I kind of didn't really get any of that working at this place I just got a sort of deep loathing of uh, of fashion photography <laughs> that's how I felt at the time and, and when I met this beautiful blonde German woman I uh, 
tried to move out there as quick as I humanly could, and so I did. So I got a little, got a little bit of cash together to, to move over there and and enrolled in a German course, and, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't do any photographic work when I was out there. Eventually, I did in Frankfurt, assisted some photographers, but then a, a position became available in London, and I moved back for that, like to, to assist a photographer, right. because the Germans and Germany, as much as I love it, they they love their certificates. You know, like the sort of stereotypical German efficiency, and you know everything must be correct. They 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 kind of they do really want to see some paper certification for pretty much everything, even you know photography right you know, a, a, a sort of portfolio doesn't quite cut the mustard you kind of need to be trained you, you've got training but yeah i guess it has to be the right well, certificate. Ex- ex- exactly yeah <laughs> i mean i was i was in a sort of managerial type role working in, in in london and you know i was thinking this is great you know when i move to germany it's going to be a, a decent london company that i can you know it's going to look great on the cv but but no it wasn't quite like that I, I, in the end i was offered a, like a six-month work experience position in the same position that I was in the sort of managerial position so working six months for free in Germany whereas in, in, in England I was kind of like a sort of shift runner or warehouse manager that right. type of thing so it's kind of like oh, I can't really this isn't this isn't going to work you know they don't really respect the, uh, the the CV so so you came over here came over here and yeah. is like is that, is that around about the time when your son was born then? Or was no, it 2010 bit, I moved oh, back okay. and he was born in 2012. Right, two years yeah. after. So with me and Micah, Micah and myself, were in Germany and Micah had a job as an art therapist working in psychiatry in Frankfurt and because, you know, I was trying to get my work, trying to get a career. Sort of. yeah. I, I, I'd just done a trip. I'd just dri- driven from London to Mongolia with two other gentlemen as like a charity rally thing it's called the Mongol Rally I'm sure lots of people know about it but um, we, we drive, you drive like just on your own you just, you're unassisted There's no, you're not really part of like a it's not like a race or anything it's kind of you just drive your car it's like a to Mongolia. quest yeah, yeah. Like, you, do, you do see other people on the way right. and stuff and we decorate our car to have the, you know, the sponsors you know, advertised and whatnot. Uh, having done that I was like thinking I really need to you know that I should have been focusing on the photography I really wanted to you know to document this properly and I didn't really do a good job that, that was one of the turning points I thought I don't want that to happen in my life again so yeah you know I kind of fell back in love with photography that's interesting you fell back in love with it because yeah. because you didn't do it like as well as you'd have liked yeah you, that, yeah. that's interesting that, that that's what uh, made you fall back in love with it and it's kind of it also it's it's, it makes sense that you found fashion photography frustrating when you, during your degree you'd had sort of like uh, contempt to a certain extent for pretty pictures and that's yeah. all fashion photography is right I guess yeah I mean yeah. you know I'm sure I if mean, I had a fashion photographer in the, like here now who was really into it they would say no 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 it's more than that but no, I'm sure, yeah, I'm it's sure one of the to, things you have to, you have to, you have to yeah. adhere to the sort of the, the brand and the right. history and whatever stuff, you know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah there's lots of things but I'm not a fashion photographer so I can no. possibly comment on no, that you've got, yeah. you, you've got out of that yeah and I mean, one thing you got from doing that that big drive was that you wanted to get back into doing mm. photography well. I mean, did, what what else was that experience like? Oh, it was, it was amazing! It was amazing just just being in a position where you know when things go wrong. That was when we had the most 
rewarding experiences. You know, right. Calm our functions or border problems. You know, because we had like 12 or 15 different well, countries that we had to go into. Thanks, buddy. Well, Do you want to put some water in there? Past a, a, a watering can. can. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it got to the point where sure, it, was, it, was a, it was a seven week journey, I think, at the end of it to get to Mongolia. And it was great. By the end of it, you, you, the car would break down, you'd, you'd, you'd burst all your tyres on the Mongolian dirt tracks, and you'd, you'd sort of just wait around for somebody to come and help you, some passing farmer or a man on a motorcycle with an eagle strapped to his back wow you know, yeah and and they would come and they'd help you you know and, the, and the, the, these people were amazingly friendly and kind and and welcoming and warm and and, and interested genuinely interested in us it's great this is a life-changing experience sounds it yeah no, it was amazing because because it wasn't again the blackpool link it wasn't that we were going to tourist areas we were going to places where People would, would would say to us, "Why why are you here?" You know, if, if they could communicate with us, you know, why why are you here? We we, we had a car crash in, in Turkey in Samson on the Black Sea coast. I can send you a picture if you want. I know it's a podcast, so there's no images involved, but that was quite fun. But we had to go to the police station to sort of find out where our wreck of a car had been taken to, like to a dumping ground. And um, luckily, my German came into play because lots of Turkish people after the Second World War, went to Germany. They were sought after to, right. to, to go and work to help to rebuild it. So there's lots of them um, emigrating to stay there and stuff. Right. So there's, there's, a, there's a higher proportion of, of Turkish German speakers than any other sort of migrants. So a few of them had gone back. So I met one of these, luckily, in the police station because we couldn't communicate with anybody up to that point. No one spoke English in this part of Turkey, this little town on the coast. And luckily my sort of pigeon German saved the day in that he put us in touch with a decent mechanic who within 24 hours had repaired our car and got it back on the road and actually fixed it to the point where it was in a better condition than before we had the crash whereby the, the electric windows actually worked whereas before the crash they didn't work <laughs> properly so these guys fixed the car gave us salty yogurt drinks and, and tea for the whole day we stayed there we were sort of photographing what was going on we were you know, being a part of it, and it was just like things like that were just amazing. And, and from what I took from the trip was that people are, you know, there, there is good in people, and humanity is a, is a nice thing. And um, sure. and also, I, I became like the, the idea of documenting it as well. Like a lot of my work is kind of is it was documentary, and um, I like that type of photography of people. You know, in, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. In, 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 sort of authenticity and that that's what I like to do in my in my personal work I think it's all it's all because of what's happened you know over the last couple of years I think interesting I mean that that type of photography is quite popular it's not like it's a it's a rarity to find images like that but you know I, I kind of like the the autobiographical nature of it or that that's where I like my Blackpool link you know that, that, that sort of comes into play quite quite a bit yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, so you're sort of like seeing your your Blackpool element of your life is sort of being related to authenticity, then, to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, I mean, having spent so long down in London, it's just it, the, you know the people in London are very different to the people up north. That's very you know, true. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate when I get on a bus and someone says, 
thank you or thank goodbye. You, to the driver, you know, right? yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. they, they designed the buses in London so you can't even say no, thank you. Like no. it, that was really confusing to me. Like yeah. everywhere I've lived, you've been able to say thank you to mm. the bus drivers. I remember when I first started. I, when I first started working in Preston, I was shocked by bulletproof glass <laughs> in front of the front of the drivers. Yeah. Um, but at least you could still say. Thank, thank you, you. Yeah. Uh, and then, then moving down to London it's like there's the glass in front of the drivers and you're mm. not even allowed to go mm. near them to get mm. off the bus to say thank you it's like, it's and, and I think you can't even give them any money now you have no interaction with the driver whatsoever oh right I think they've just introduced yes right cashless that's right travel there's no no way of paying them any money on yep. other than hurling abuse at them you have no no interaction with them now right yeah and it's probably a bad idea to hurl abuse at them Generally, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not advising it, but that, that's kind of what you see happens the most. That's the most sort of interaction that happens with the drivers at the moment. Right, yeah, I know, it's Hold definitely, I, hear, I see that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I guess another life-changing experience is, is, is having a child. I mean, yeah. well, you didn't have the child yourself no, physically, I but off, the child appeared uh, <laughs> as a result partially of you. Yes, um, yeah. Has that, how's that, like, impacted on your... Uh, everything's become a lot more serious you know sort of not not in a bad way i think it's sort of made me you know think more seriously about making a difference or make you know make, making a, a family environment making a, you know a future for my child and my wife and the security and you know all the all the kinds of things you'd expect but it's it's, it's funny that you know i thought i was kind of straight laced beforehand you know but yeah. now I'm, I'm a proper dad you know? right dad dancing home brewing and and yeah and worrying about you know will we ever have a mortgage and that sort of thing not not can we make mortgage payments because we've not gotten to that stage yet but all those sorts of things kind of you know the, the, the worries that you would expect right it's and like it's funny how you know everyone knows that these things occur or um what i'm trying to say you're told before you have a child, you kind of have yeah, an idea of it'll change your life, but you don't kind of know what it's actually going to be like. Yeah, so. it's it's not a surprise. You, everyone always tells you, everyone gives you the advice, and everyone you, 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 you hear all of the stories, but then when it actually happens, it, it's it's you know it still hits you. Right. And and people's advice is just you know, there's no point giving people advice, you know, because they probably won't hear it it's not relevant to anybody else you know every child's different right every, every child every is different. life every family right yeah yeah so um it's kind of i, I don't really bother telling but but I, I might i might it. say what happened with us but i then i'll try and uh, not it's not gonna be the same with your child you, know? you seem to have like adapted to being a, a father though relatively like i mean like you're still quite a kind of calm presence I find really? I'm not saying that this is how you feel inside and it may not be how you are when I'm not around yeah I've, I've sort of been su- su- not surprised but I mean different people I know who've had children some of them are more relaxed about it than others uh, I might possibly have something to do with the lady looking after the child right now right yeah. no I'm not she's saying she's absolutely fantastic but at yeah. this moment in time I'm not saying that this is a, I'm not saying that sitting in the back garden is yeah. a great exa- like while your children are being looked after by yeah. someone else is a great <laughs> example of you uh, I you know that's not what I thought you meant but, uh, <laughs> but no no she, were, she, she Micah my wife she, she's doing so much you know I'm, I'm sort of in a I'm in a conflicted position where I'm you know still early on in a, in a sort of freelance Right. world and then to have a child come in as well just when I'm I think I just 
We're just about to properly, properly go freelance when my kid tells me she's pregnant. So it's kind of like, right, okay. And then within like the first year, I'd gone freelance. We had a child and then we were getting married. So we did like so much. And in the past 18 months, it's just like, yeah, just that, that was kind of, yeah, so many things developing and changing and, and it, it was great you know it was great to look back at it now because and at the time I mean now that it's over it's great you know having not not that it was a bad thing to get married or anything no, but, no, no, but, no, we, but we were thinking like work, you know next year next year we're just gonna right. you know we're just gonna live you know we're right. just gonna like have our lives and stuff and bake each other carrot muffins which is wow. what Mike has just brought us yeah. thank you <laughs> child friendly carrot muffins Mm, they sorry really yeah. good. We, 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 we did we did a lot and and I'm in a position where I do find it hard definitely I find it really hard to, to, trying to be there but also make you know, money make money right yeah, and be in a position where I, I'm unavailable you know whenever for however long I'm needed you know whatever day of the week and last minute and you know never coming home on time and right that sort of thing is kind of those things that's what I mean about Micah she, she kind of she is supportive of that and understanding and without that it wouldn't be possible right yeah. I mean and like you say and that will maybe help in this illusion that I'm uh, <laughs> calm well I think I think what it is is I mean what what I would say is that I when I see you and Micah both together I mean I always think that you're very relaxed in your parenting style right I've seen a right. lot I worked with under fives for right. for quite some years. I've seen lots of different parenting styles, okay. right? And so, uh, you guys are very relaxed in a, in what I think is a good way. Like you allow your children to, well, the children who are with you to yeah. be, to be, and to sort of like just exist and like, like that's quite kind of. It's not. I wouldn't say it's rare, but it's 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 certainly not the not the majority kind of way of being. I think with kids these mm. days, everyone's really on on top of them, like worried. Yeah. And I I have a bit of that instinct when I'm with kids to sort of like make sure they're not doing, you know, like to over. Oh, I, I feel like that. Sometimes. Yeah, no, I I'm sure I you am. feel like that. No, but I think I am like that sometimes. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know that however you think you are you know yeah however no, you look from outside is, is not how you feel inside yeah. and and whatever you, you're seeing from outside is not is not an accurate picture either i'm i'm bringing mm. loads of assumptions mm. that's good it's good it. that i have that you know, given, it looks like that yeah. i give that idea but i mean I, d- I haven't got the impression that you felt calm generally in your life right, like that's what i'm saying i'm saying that I've, I've got the impression that you guys had a really good style with with your with your kid uh but through like you were clearly like also having a lot of extra stresses around mm. your life that mm. you got that you were that i've i've not seen you pass that down like, on to the children in like when i've seen you with no yeah i think i think we're, we're, we're good with 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 him and trying to um not bring it into play right you know? but then they go to bed at seven o'clock in the evening and then you can so get stressed just like you know. yeah <laughs> then we can have the arguments <laughs> right right yeah 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 no. But I mean, uh, and and that's yeah, like you say that that's the thing. Like going freelance at the same time, or just before, in fact. Mm. But, but going freelance and having a new family mm. at the same time—that's uh, conventional wisdom would say that's foolish. Yeah, but then I don't think it is right. That's yeah. what conventional wisdom yeah. would would think that is. But it, it it's that's the one thing I have learned. You know that there's never a good time. Really, really, right. like it, and. Yeah, you got to get on with it. Mike, Mike is German, so the the German, like my sister, 
it was, was was she 39 when she gave birth to her first child and that's fine you know I, I'm, I'm from England and we, we were having children a lot older I think in Germany right. the idea is that you know still 39 would be very old yeah and and so we would you know having been with Micah that that's kind of the the, the the way we were looking at it you know having children at this age is probably a better idea and 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 that's yeah there does seem to be a cultural thing in in Germany about this I mean I say this based on just a couple of different people I know who've had young children relatively young with their German partners Mm. for that reason Mm. it's kind of the age of kind of conventionally having children is 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 younger in Germany at Mm. the moment anyway yeah and there's a lot of benefits to that right I'm told definitely I I think well we, we, we we've both I think we're both pretty young, both 32. Yeah. I still, I I like, I'm, I'm happy to call that young because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's the age I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think we should, we should stick with that. That's official. But um, no, we, we, you know, I'm not saying my sister's old. She's she's right. getting on well with her her little man Alex. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's awesome, and, and she's doing a great job. But yeah. um, for us, 31 or 30 yeah. years old was was great, and particularly with with work, that, having just started out. To, if we were to wait until we had a house, you know, if we, to, to, we were, if, if we were at some point ever able to buy a house, we waited for that to happen and, and for Micah to move to England because she just moved to England and literally, the, I think it was the week that she arrived in the UK. We sort of tracked back whenever it was conceived. It was probably the week that she arrived in the UK. So there was no chance of her getting a job. So. Right, you know, it was yeah, kind no, of it, people don't want to give jobs to pregnant women. <laughs> not careers, no. Right, she, she worked in a cafe, which was, which was good fun. Not, yeah, so it's kind of that. That's one thing I've learned. Just it's, it's amazing. It's great. It, I mean, it's it's challenging, and 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 it makes life serious, and you you know responsible for this little person, but also, you know, it's amazingly satisfying. Yeah, you know because he is a happy little guy and we are at the moment surviving yeah. so you know and work is also happening you know you got i mean and, and you're i mean you're, you're not uh you're not on the housing ladder which is like a, a ladder i don't even know how you even like it seems like it's not a ladder because it doesn't start on the ground <laughs> so i don't see how anyone can see it as a ladder really it's yeah. like a, it, we're all jumping up to try and grab yeah. that bottom rung but you are in a nice, uh, a nice house at the moment. Mm. I mean, a nice place to live because mm. you're renting from our, our mutual friend Sarah, yeah. and it's a, you know, lovely, lovely garden. You've got a nice setup here. Mm. I mean, mm. it's a nice house to come into. So yeah, at least that's there's, good fun. At least there's that. But I mean, I know myself from my own life that kind of renting is an interesting thing because it's like a, it's almost like a, it's a, it, you're in this nice place, but it's not yours, and so you mm. don't have complete control over it, and you don't know when when things might change yeah. and you know it's it's a it's a it's almost like you're living in an illusion you sort of sometimes feel like yeah it's kind of a temporary feeling you know yeah. we're renting so we're not gonna be here forever so let's not buy a sofa right. let's not you know let's not invest in whatever you know let's not do anything to the garden although we have <laughs> <laughs> well but that's the thing that kids necessitate yeah so, right yeah. they make you have to do stuff yeah which is good yeah which is good definitely but then also Ultimately, we will leave here at some point. Ideally, it would be if we were to move into our own place, but you just don't know when that's going to be, do you? Right. So, 
It, th- and particularly in London as well, it's yeah. a hard place to rent. We're only on like, an outward trajectory, yeah, that's what, that's right. what I keep on saying. You know, we, we've gone from, you know, I was in Finsbury Park and then Stone Newington and sort of Dalton area. Now we're in Walthamstow, you know, who knows where we're going to be next, but it's not <laughs> going to be any closer to the centre of London. It's going to be, <laughs> you know, it's only going one way. Right. Yeah. And um, particularly if we buy, we certainly wouldn't be able to buy in, in, in this part of the world. I mean, yeah. do you feel like if you feel like um, I'm going to these these will be those these, are for us. These yeah. are for us. For so it. I'm going to have one yeah. of these. So these are carrot muffins. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like very low sugar. I think. And these were baked, freshly baked. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> people always love it when they can hear eating. The gentle smacking. <laughs> Going back to property and sort of settling down and life and that sort of thing in Germany, it's not like that. Right. You know, the, the system that we have over here doesn't really exist over there. I think right. they, I think they're beginning to try and sell that idea because I was just over in Dresden a couple of weeks ago and they saw a new housing development and they were saying you know the best the best place for your money is in property. That's what they were sort of selling. This isn't the new idea, at least in. Dresden at least yeah. East Germany um, but typically rents are a lot cheaper and people move into places and they, they bring the whole kitchen that you know they don't have quite often they don't have fitted kitchens that people will bring their own kitchen in there and their own you know um, light fittings and door not, yeah. not door handles but, you know, but renting is a different renting is a long term sure. thing and it's completely acceptable that you'd rent for you know for your whole life and you would never buy a property and I think that's a great thing because that's just an added stress that people. I don't know why we we deal with it. You know, it's it's all just an artificial thing. I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's partly it's like the culture here isn't set up for that. That's why we all feel like we want to get out of renting because renting is so. But. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we can go back. Right, we can't. We well, can't maybe, change it really. Maybe we can, but it's certainly it's it's not something we can do on an individual level. It's like it no, has no, to no. Be on yeah, a, it has to be a wider way. I think I think there's, you know, there's rent control in Germany. So the the price of a property to rent is based on the square meterage. So people talk in Germany when they're talking about properties or viewing properties. They talk about the square meterage to get an idea of you know how much it's going to be. In cost, you know, they'll think of cost equates to size. That's how much you can afford. Not, not necessarily the location, or, or um, you know, what style of accommodation it is, whether, whether it's a house or a flat. Yeah. You know, so it's it's, it's all efficient, <laughs> proper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. One of the things you you sort of like are interested in and certainly it's it seems like your life is kind of full, filled with it like if you're home brewing and you know we're eating uh you know freshly uh baked cakes and mm. you know you you, you you offered me some some spinach juice <laughs> uh earlier on like yeah. authenticity like being something that you're interested in mm. but then i mean one of the the ways that you sort of like we're talking about it earlier on is that that london isn't that authentic in mm. that way I mean, how, like, if you're bringing up your children in in London rather than in Blackpool, do you, mm. are you worried about that kind of that that element? Yeah, um, I've got a really good friend, Johnny, who was who was brought up, and 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 Sky. I've got a few, you know, a few people um, who I know who were brought up in London, and they're great people, mm. you know. Um, but I think 
you the, the kids sort of grow up a lot quicker in London when you see little kids on the tube they're very sort of they're old beyond their years you kind of have they? to don't yeah. you I think but I think it's a bit of a shame right and we'll have to see how it goes but I mean hopefully we can get a bit further out you know and, and, and out of that hopefully that will work or that will function with with work my working life you know mm. that's kind of the big thing it's sort of you know London is is a great resource it's a great place for work and, and for culture and stuff not that we take enough advantage of that aspect we, we, we don't necessarily or I don't necessarily think that it's um, a great place for Everett to be you know forever right I don't want him saying grass and lasagna <laughs> I really don't <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I don't have a, you know, you don't have an option where you're born. Um, but I certainly like the northern way of speaking. Mm. I can, mm. I, you know, it's but not, it's I not think, my way, but it's, if it's I think, a, a good way. Would I move back to Blackpool? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I, I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, I've only lived in England. I've only lived in Blackpool and London, so. I, I don't really have enough experience of, of other cities and stuff. I'm sort of blinkered in that in that respect. I have no, you know, appreciation for the opportunities that could be found in Edinburgh, Manchester. Right. You know, Bristol seems to be quite popular yeah. these days. So that potentially in the future that could that could influence things. And I think I think generally that things are going, or people people want, or people. Um, People see the need for increasing the appeal of other cities within the UK, don't they? Yeah, sure. And I think that's a good thing, and hopefully that that will happen. Yeah, I mean, and I think authenticity is a, a complicated word as well. Like, diff- like I think there is authenticity in London. Mm. Um, I think, though, that there are lots of different kind. Like, there's so many different groups that when they're all bashed together, it can mean that everyone keeps themselves to themselves and doesn't sort of sh- sort of have that kind of friendliness. I guess mm. that you were sort of t- talking about that you can get sometimes in some yeah. parts of the. I mean, the north's also got some pretty unpleasant like, oh, areas I'm sure definitely. you'd agree yeah but I think also with London I, I'm still seeing it from the, the point of view of an outsider right you know, I'm not from London exactly. so I'm not right. you know if I, if I was from you know like the neighbours across the fence you know they, they, they brought their kids here and they're very much part of the community and they would obviously have a different right. opinion to myself and, and they're, they're great people so well that's the thing I mean um, it's a little bit like my view of Blackpool versus like your view of Blackpool mm. like I, mm. I see it from the outside as a tourist of yeah. being a place where you kind of have this kind of uh, seediness uh, and kind of uh, like uh, almost a parody of, of, of the English uh, seaside town mm. um, and, I, and, I, and I like that and I like the fact that the fairground rides are still dangerous and stuff like that <laughs> which you know other people aren't such a, such a fan of yeah. I discovered my, my girlfriend Jen wasn't a fan of uh, the big, which one? The what's it called? The the big one. The, the big uh, one. The, 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 is the, it literally the, called? The tall, it's called. I think it's called the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The big yeah. the, the big roller coaster. When we went up there, it sort of like broke down just at the top. Oh, yeah, for ages. Wow. I I'd, I'd, I'd been like. I wouldn't necessarily be too keen on that either. No, well I've been. <laughs> I do love my roller coasters. Well, she, well, she doesn't like roller coasters, and I've been like, come on, you're a writer. You yeah. should experience it at least. Yeah. Like you can. It's a writing experience. It's like you know. Like did this whole big thing, and then we got on, and I was like, "It's going to be fine." And then we like broke down for ages, like before we went round. So we still had to go round. Right, there was yeah. no option but to go round. Yeah. But there was this big long bit where it was clearly. But that's 
that's, that's, down the, that's, it the, that's the most exciting bit though you know that's the it's the tallest drop is right at the right beginning. so if you're kind of in a, in a in a in a sense of anticipation yeah just before that and that's prolonged then that that could be quite that could sour couldn't it you right know? how are you feeling i was i well i was just worried that she was getting worried mm. like, i'm 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 quite into the the dangerousness of uh yeah of uh roller coasters but uh but yeah i wanted her to have as positive an experience of roller coasters as possible mm. but uh unfortunately she didn't and she'll maybe, maybe never go on another roller coaster again oh, thanks very much blackpool pleasure beach <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but but I mean like that's all very well coming from the outside, but that's not what the lived experience of the people of Blackpool is like, you know. Clearly, mm. I mean, and, and I, I I know that from the places that I've lived, right? If people came to, oh, there's a, another there's another presence in this in this garden. Oh my word! It's a cavalcade. He's, he's not sit, speaking. Sit down. Get involved. He's not speaking. Come on. Uh, I told you he'd do that. <laughs> so that's our, our mutual friend Matt, who doesn't 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 appear on this podcast. It's, it's, he does other podcasts, though. You should check him out. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I could give him a plug for his podcast, but that would draw attention yeah. to his his his, yeah, uh, his no. personality. So yeah. who he is, and so that would be almost like putting him on the podcast without his permission. So I better not plug his no. podcast. Yeah. Although he has been mentioned already in this podcast, he has by name. Yeah. That's true. You can yeah. you can track him down yeah. through through some detective work. There you go. Listeners at home, yeah. So the last question that I ask people yeah. is: Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? I have to just plug my website, which is www.pauljcochran.co.uk. Wicked. There you go. And what and what what particular services do you offer on your website, like photography wise? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a portrait. Chef. It's mainly portrait. Chef. Cool. So check you, it out. Yeah, so check it out if you want your portraits done. You're living in the London area, I guess. And yeah, well, that's great. It's been a real pleasure getting yeah, better acquainted yeah. with you. You too. The last question. Uh, uh, no, the, another last question. Yeah, I know. I don't. Know, no, there isn't even a last question. I, 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 when I sort of came up with the framework, it's really annoying that I say I say the last question and then I say the last thing. Ah. And if I if I get my words slightly yeah. wrong, then I end up asking people two last questions, which that's is right. clearly misleading. I do. But the, the last thing I ask my guests to do is to say goodbye to the audience. Oh, goodbye, audience. Thanks Bye, everybody. So I was really surprised to find out how long ago this conversation was recorded, because in it I say I was 32 and now I'm 34, so it's been a couple of years since then. Paul and Micah have more than one child now. The chilli plant that they gave me, it wasn't mentioned in the conversation, but on that day, Paul gave me a chilli plant, which I took with me on my walk home from Walthamstow to Leytonstone. And that's one of the few plants that I've managed not to kill instantaneously in my life. And we, uh, we enjoyed the chilli from that. One thing that I really want to emphasise is how good a photographer Paul is. Like You can see it on his website, which you should definitely check out. But also, in the time since we recorded this conversation, I had an opportunity to work with Paul, to get Paul to come and do some pictures for me for a project I was doing, which sadly had to come to a, an end, or at least a pause, because of other factors. But seeing Paul working that day, the results of what he did, the way he was the whole process through taught me that he isn't just a great guy which I already knew but he's a a real pleasure to work with and I heartily recommend 
you pay him to do some work. As you heard, he's got some kids to support and uh, a mortgage to try and one day get. Speaking of supporting yourself, obviously I don't have children, but I do need to support myself. And so if you'd like to help me to do that, if you'd like to help me to pay my rent, then uh, you can donate to Getting Better Acquainted. There's a PayPal link on the Getting Better Acquainted SoundCloud, which you can find at www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can follow Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can like it on Facebook. And remember, there are lots of ways to get better acquainted.